Welcome back to yet another exciting episode of Composer's Cape or Composerscape. This is episode 26. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah, we're, we're getting up there. We've been stuck at 62 subscribers for a while, so I'm thinking we, we need to hit these episodes weekly for a bit and um, get well, more controversial. For, yeah, you know, well, I'm not going to apologize for taking for vacation. vacation. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. It was on vacation for a week. Hey, I tried to get him to 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 tap in with his phone from the beach, but from the beach. But, yeah, but but he did not answer that text when I suggested that. He 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 ghosted me, <laughs> sent me a picture of the beach, and that was the last I heard from him until yesterday. But yeah, so we are ready to go. The pups are asleep wherever they are. So, um, <laughs> there's a lot to talk about and nothing to talk about. So we right. are. We're winging this one. We all we should just go live. I could just click the button, and, and this will just start broadcasting us on YouTube live. I'm sure people well, would immediately. <laughs> anyone that's listening to us at this point knows that we're really good at having a lot to say about nothing. Yeah, uh, I mean, we I went off. We, we talked thirty that. minutes about that Matrix trailer, <laughs> <laughs> about a two minute trailer. One. So it was great. Um, let's let's mix it up. Um, I already got this picture up, so they have um, wrapped the flash filming, um, and I'm getting, I'm starting to get excited for this. Uh, the director has been talking a lot about it. Um, there are rumors of just who all is going to show up in this thing. I mean, they easily could have gotten Momoa because hmm. Momoa was filming Aquaman two literally in the same city. You know, okay. Warner has their studios over there in London. Um. So they were all there. Uh, ben Affleck, uh, re in a recent interview, said it, he 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 loved playing the Batman again. That it was fun. Uh, he was happy to see Ezra again, um, and he got to see Momoa because, like I said, they're in the same town. So, yeah, uh, that makes a lot of fans excited because part of the whole restore the Snyderverse thing is they want Batfleck back. They call him Batfleck, and. Um, the Flash movie is going to open up the multiverse. We're going to be talking about the multiverse a lot the next. Yeah. Uh, when does Doctor Strange come out next year? Between now and and whichever one comes out later, Doctor Strange or the Flash. I think the Flash. We're going to be talking a lot about the multiverse because it's it's both both you both <laughs> the omniverse is expanding. Marvel now has the multiverse in effect. <clears throat> um, Presumably, we're going to get some of that little bit of multiverse action in the Spider-Man. Oh yeah, which we oh presumably. Mentioned. I mean, I think that's pretty presumably. much confirmed. Well, uh, there have been leaks that were supposedly of pictures of Andrew Garfield on set. He still oh, wow. denies it. But uh, let's go back to the DC multiverse first, which has um, actually been mm -hmm. kicking around for. Everyone is trying to say, or a lot of people are trying to say that Marvel beat them to the punch, but they clearly did not watch the CW shows, and they started the multiverse very early on in The Flash. Uh, Flash is often <laughs> a uh, instigator of multiversal problems in the yes. comics. <laughs> yes. I want to say that if we were to dig back in Marvel and DC that the Flash comic book would probably be one of the first, this is a total guess, that the Flash would probably be the one of the first mentions of multiverse. And to be honest, in my opinion, the Flash has the greatest multiverse story of all time in the uh, Flashpoint. 
Yeah, when this flashpoints recent, my, but let me flex my Google foo here real quick because I'd be curious to know um, what was the publishing date of um, Flashpoint? These um, wasn't that um, early two thousands? Oh no, it was 20, in the eighties. Twenty eleven. Twenty eleven. Flashpoint is twenty eleven comic book crossover. I was going to have to tie in smart, right? Joff Johns. Um, and yeah. and so, well, you know, it still worked. <laughs> it's it's well, so what weird. What I was going to say is when when was um, Marvel the Ultimates? Oh, no, no, no. I'm oh. saying way back when, when the multiverse was first starting to be used in the comics, I'm thinking it was not Flashpoint, but it was The Flash. But okay. we're talking back in the early days. And uh, that's just a, a hunch. Um, because it, DC's always sure been like, there. they have these all these major multiverse characters. They have the, I mean, the Monitor from Crisis and the Anti-Monitor and um, their third brother. I can't remember his, what he is. He's the forger or some world, something like that. But um, so this Flash movie, we're going to have a bit of everything. We're going to have Michael Keaton mm -hmm. returning as Batman from the Tim Burton universe. Um, ben Affleck. Um, here's his stunt man. Um, Looks just like his his chin is the spitting image. Um, and they they were filming. I don't know what this this some action sequence. They were filming this thing for like a month solid <laughs> of this motorcycle. Him on this crazy bat cycle. Uh, chasing or being chased through the city chasing bad guys uh with the police in pursuit also so that 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 looks like that's going to be interesting um there have been no shots of ezra in his new suit there have been plenty of shot shots of sasha Callier. is that how you say her name mm. in the Supergirl outfit look at me yeah there's there's she they these are all right, I'm not, not going to show too much, but there she is in her outfit there. Um, obviously, without the cape CGI'd in and with the wires and right. stuff. Right. Um, so, yeah, and um, people are really wondering, uh, you know, what all's going to happen here? And uh, the director's hinted that it's going to revisit several different past DCEU movies. Um, with kind of a what if bent to him. He didn't say what if because, you know, we don't want to get those confused, but it is. So, um, it's, it feels like we're going to have some major multiverse things going on next year between this and Dr. Strange. But I mean, they're going to revisit, uh, obviously the Tim Burton universe. Yes. Which is exciting. Mm -hmm. um, he rebuilt that bat cave. That's awesome. I can't yeah. wait to see that. And uh, the Batmobile. Oh, my God. What if we get both Batmobiles? What if we get this one? That'd be here, awesome. <laughs> this one here and the uh, and the Burton Batmobile. Those are my two favorites. Actually, I kind of I, I like how this one kind of looks a little bit like the Burton Batmobile. It's, it's got that thing. same. It, it, it's like it's nice and low to the ground. Yes. Little wings there. The wings move in the movie. They don't own my toy, though. That sucks. Um, um, but yeah. So, and, well, I mean, why again, is it taking so many years to see a Flash movie? I, I don't know, because he is possibly my favorite DC character. 
I think I've yeah. said that in the past. He's probably my favorite of the Justice League characters um, for several reasons. Um, and Ezra and Zach handle him so well. I love that yes. his very first scene in the true Justice League and Zack Snyder's Justice League is him being late for an interview because that's a quintessential yes. Flash thing that he's the right. fastest man alive and he's always late for right. his regular world things. Well, it's a little bit like if the, it's the Peter Parker syndrome. Yeah. Right? Because he's always getting held up by having to, mm -hmm. you know, someone, a cat stuck in a tree or, you know, that someone was robbing a bank or, mm -hmm. you know, the police were trying to chase this guy. And, you know, I had to stop and help. So, and he obviously can't tell anyone that. He's like, oh, by the way, I'm a superhero. I had to save the world. I'm sorry I'm late. Um, you'll nope. be tickled to know. And again, this is just some very, very quick Google foo. Um, this is an article. Who's this attributed to? Who's the author on this? Um, you can go ahead Graham and share McMillan. it. Um, but um, this nice kind of chronological rundown. I have no idea how accurate this is. We'd have to vet this to see. But according to this person, The Flash, number 123, published in 1961, sort of introduced the idea of a multiverse where um, Barry Allen... Um, was that how he met Jay Garrick? Had a, right. Had a theory that both Earths, there was a second Earth, both Earths were created at the same time in two similar universes. They vibrate differently, which keeps Oh, yeah. They used that in the TV series, the vibrations. Of the world that would eventually come to be called Earth 2. The story introduced the core concepts behind why, what would later be become formalized as the DC multiverse, as well as the swiftly abandoned idea that adventures on one Earth were chronicled in the in, an, in the comic books on the other Earth. Which, if I'm not mistaken, that was kind of a that that's been revisited um, several. Uh, times. I think it's isn't it? I want to say this is the MCU that it's canon that they often will mention Superman, implying that in the MCU. There are the DC movies comic books. and comic okay. books and stuff. So, right. yeah. Well, um, well, I mean, in the Watchmen, um, yeah, they the 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 DC comics do exist. Zack Snyder in that that brilliant opening montage of the movie. Um, if you, there's a blink and you miss it moment where there's he explains why there's no Batman in that. Uh, I can't remember who it was. I was it the comedian uh, had uh, saved Batman's parents from Joe chill. It showed him beating oh. him up while you see these two rich people, one woman wearing pearls and a little kid in the background like this. Gotcha. So that's pretty funny. Um, so that's, um, that's, that's really all we know about flash. I am not getting into uh, leaks or rumors of which there have yeah. been plenty. Um, well, I very much look forward to it. I think Matt, the only um, there is one thing for certain. George Clooney is not. Okay. Well, <laughs> he said it. He's like, just... he's like, I believe when you destroy a franchise <laughs> that, uh, that, that they, they ignore your existence from then on out. <laughs> right. Um, I, again, this isn't a complaint. It's just one of the, it's a, a divergence or a departure in the movie in the Zack Snyder verse from the Flash's origins in the comics, which it's a, a little bit, it's not entirely different, but it's a little bit convoluted. I, I don't know how they'll kind of weave that together and if they'll even address it in this 
standalone flash film through, pardon the irony, flashbacks um, in the movie. Um, but, you know, the standard the, kind of the canon origin story for Barry Allen is that he was already a fairly brilliant, um, you know, forensic scientist and just working in the lab one night and had some sort of very specific combination of chemicals and things he was working with hit by lightning. Well, wow. yeah. And what I figured is, um, since he already had the, um, vastly experienced Batman mixed with, um, a just experienced Superman, um, which brings me to something about man of steel, a, a tangent I'll go off on. Um, and the incredibly experienced Wonder Woman and Aquaman, he so he kind of moved everyone's origins around a bit, you know, yeah, a little bit, um, yeah. Which is, but not, um, it's it's not a complaint. Barry was in school, so he would still have access to the same lab. Well, so I'm assuming here's what I was going to say you get they don't say this implicitly in the Justice League, but you get the impression that Barry has been a sort of you know amateur say. So, so to speak, um, criminologist, you know, forensic investigator for most of his life up until that point, because he's been yeah. struggling to try to figure also, out. Also, he's been doing the flash the thing for a while, even in the that, non air cut of Suicide yeah, yeah. Squad. You see the flash uh, cap capturing Captain Boomerang. In a, Did I miss that? I must have probably. missed that. Okay. I think that scene was probably longer in the real version that hopefully they will give us soon. Um, okay. But yeah, so the thing I was going to say about Man of Steel, and, and it's actually brilliant, and I had never really thought about it until someone just said it offhandedly. Everything that happens in that movie, poor, you know, Batman becomes Batman. And I'm, we got to assume it's this way with, with Affleck's Batman, too. He becomes Batman and has a good run of just fighting the mob and regular criminals until the Joker shows up, and that's his first supervillain, right? That does not happen for a while. Well, Superman, on the first day he puts on the cape, on day one, Superman, Man of Steel, he's been Superman for like one or two days. Right. All of that happens in that period of time. He puts on the cape, yeah. goes to face Zod immediately. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, fights Zod in Smallville. Um, and after that fight comes up with the idea. So maybe there was a, another day. But he's day one on the job. So when he gets put in the situation in the train station, he has no experience. You can tell by the fighting styles that Zod is the superior fighter. And Superman is only able to contend with him. Like he's throwing haymakers and and does it, and he's constantly getting every time he throws a punch, Zod's blocking it. That scene with the car park where the cars are all falling in the background, they're fighting in the street, and Zod's blocking everything. Superman looks like he's in a bar fight. Yeah. Um, and then by the end of the movie, he has him, but he has no experience on how to get out of that situation without killing him. By the time you get to Batman v Superman. He does, and he's he even he even saves Lex Luthor's life right after Lex Luthor creates Doomsday. Doomsday is about to punch Lex Luthor, and Superman stops the punch. That's right. And people say that Zack Snyder doesn't understand Superman because he made him a little bit 
more real and less. And I don't think he's that idealized. I don't think he's not. I mean, the Clark that Henry Cavill portrays has doubts, but he always thinks he's he's going to do the right thing, even if it costs him his own life. But that is my Man of Steel talk. It is still, to me, the greatest comic book movie ever made. Okay. Um... Yeah, a little bit more multiverse talk. Um, the <laughs> conclusion of What If, um, which interestingly was kind of the next thing on that article's list as far as the um, originations of the multiverse in the comics. Apparently, uh -huh. What If Volume One in Marvel was 1977. Is that what I just saw? I think 1977. So you know, somewhere like 15, 16 years later than the Flash. Um, but, um, gosh, what a, what a neat series, um, this turned yeah. out to be, um, much darker than I was anticipating. <laughs> yeah. It went a episodes. little more back to the tone of that first Avenger Captain America in the earlier movies where, you know, they were more like, a. I mean, in first Avenger, there's people flying through propeller blades and being splatted in the, you know, it's actually fairly well, violent yeah. and world war two. Uh huh. And they got, um, you know, Steve Rogers dying at the end. Well, kind of yeah. not really dying, but um, going in the ice. Yep. Yeah. But well, from the moment the Doctor Strange episode happened, this thing took a turn until they gave us Party Thor. And then, yeah. and then it turned right back. Um, yeah. I believe Tony Stark died more times than any other character in the run of the season. As a matter of fact, he died in every episode he was in except for one. Huh. I didn't realize uh, that. last episode when he shows up with uh, which apparently that episode was supposed to be this season, the one with Gamora and Tony Stark and um uh what was that world? Nil Nilfgar, Nil something like that, Nilf Nilfless something or other, where they were making they were making the Infinity Gauntlet when the watchers showed up and said, Not you, Stark, and took Gamora with him. Yeah. Do you notice Gamora was wearing Thanos' armor? I didn't. I I'm didn't. pretty sure she was wearing like Thanos's gold armor. Huh. But yeah, so this, uh, these, uh, and I think what we're getting to is, and they hinted at it in the, um, in the, uh, the Doctor Strange episode, uh, when he became so powerful, he saw the Watcher. So you, you mm -hmm. went, this, this, this guy who was the, uh, apparently we just figured it's just the narrator, all of a sudden, is part of the story. And then mm -hmm. when Ultron sees Thanos and slices him in half and takes the stones, and then he becomes aware of the multiverse. And that's when the show really got crazy. All this single plot episodes that you figured were just throwaway fun things came together into this. Um, and this is, that's a picture from the penultimate episode. First, the watcher tried to, deal with it as much as he could. Yeah. Um, 
And uh, the first thing is that I got to bring up that I started questioning immediately in this episode and in the and in the final episode is why why did his Infinity Stones work in on a, worlds other than his own? In another game. That's it. Turns out the director explained it. The director explained it that he used first he used the stones to power his suit himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and second, he was literally punching holes in the multiverse. So it was all big one universe soup. Therefore, the oh. stones worked everywhere. Creating some sort of a ability to tap in um, um, because there was a yeah. hole. In the- right. Well, I mean, the, okay. the multiverse at that point was a very weird Swiss cheese single universe because okay. he was just he wasn't traveling between universes. He was punching holes through one universe into another, as they showed okay. in that scene of that image I had up a minute ago. Um, so he was going between universes. Also, the universes kind of look like the uh, mirror dimension, don't they? The uh, where the watcher is. Which one? Um, this this in between dimension. Yeah, that kind of reminds Possibly. me a bit of because the mirror dimension would be a pocket universe, right? I suppose. Um, oh my goodness! And then they brought Zola back. That was brilliant as well. That was brilliant. Um, love that. Um, having uh, Killmonger sort of, you know, stab everyone in the back at the end. Kind of saw yes. that coming a little bit. I kind of got, I mean, I. Well, yeah, you got coming, the helmet. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> and I mean, the ensemble cast to so see you got this sort of alternate reality, multiversal um, version of kind of an Avengers and they even struck the pose there at the end with the camera going around the 300 panning around the characters there at the end. Um, it was really neat. Only oh, I just only got another one, thing. Oh, go ahead. only had one bone to pick with the entire thing, which is, I guess in our universe or whichever reality it was, I guess it's still an alternate reality. Apparently the black widow had been taking archery lessons from Hawkeye for <laughs> years i guess i mean how how did she make that shot well maybe it's not hawkeye maybe it's the arrows well black widow (laughs) is an expert in all of that stuff but yeah yeah um i don't know role reversal uh yeah but uh yeah what was i um they uh i just realized that I wasn't even thinking about it that the, this was an Ultron that won, so he was an Ultron that had that in essence took Vision. Um, oh, right. Had succeeded in creating Vision, and then when the Watcher himself, yeah, brings back uh, uh, Zombie Wanda, I'd never thought yeah. about that. How she would look and see that face, I, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> right. Yeah, but he um, kicks her ass. Yeah. Um, and they were yeah, very, they I, were, it was cool. They were using the stones. You could tell like when he was using different powers, the stones would blink on the, for the powers sure. he was using. It was really neat. Right. Um, and there is a season two coming. Right. Which will be fun. See, to just kind of see what they do. And, and it'd be interesting to see if they start incorporating more of the um, phase two, phase three characters with that. Yeah. Yes. We see uh, a sort of alternate Falcon and Winter Soldier, or um, Pym, Tech, Ant-Man. Of course, he was in one of these, right, as the Yellow Jacket. He turned out to be the assassin. 
in the mm-hmm. whichever episode is to episode two or three. Um, but um, yeah, all, all in all, the the animation, obviously, the voice acting featured most of the the live action film um, actors. Um, and then the voice actors they got for like Parker and and Tony Stark were pretty good. Mm-hmm. And even Ultron, right? They tried to get a somewhat close-ish sound to James Spader. Yeah, he's all right. He would. He just couldn't capture the snarkiness of James Spader. Right. Um, all right. But uh, I loved it. I think it was yeah. a good show. Um, Enjoyable. Was it as engrossing as your Loki or your WandaVision where you were like, oh, it's on this week? No, yeah. I would watch it every week because if you didn't, yeah. Twitter spoilers were just too much because names of characters that were in it would trend and you would, ah, I need to watch it before. Otherwise, I'm going to start figuring it out without even seeing it. But yeah, what it was, was your, uh, most memorable, most memorable character part or aspect of the show. I definitely have one. Uh, for me, it was um, Paul Rudd's Ant-Man head, the head. In a jar, like something yeah. in a Futurama. Um, Ant-Man's head in a jar was Either, uh, hysterical. The zombie pretty much every time Benedict Cumberbatch was on screen, yeah. um, well, his voice anyway, the fact that he did it. Um, the Doctor Strange uh, episode that, was probably my favorite episode. Yeah, uh, but other than that, I uh, <laughs> party Thor and his interactions with his mother. That was literally, oh my God, I have one hour to clean up yeah. the world before my mom gets here. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, um, that was that was pretty great. Yeah, I would be excited to see some of these with Shang-Chi and... Um, and and Aquafina's character and more Wong. I, I Wong was there was not there. If there's one thing you can say about any Marvel movie or show is it never has enough Wong. Uh-huh. It never has enough Wong. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that that and that actually probably got me more stoked for uh, uh, the Spider Man and Doctor Strange movies than the trailers would (laughs) it's like oh this is all leading to that but yeah so that was that was what if um really really fun uh the animation was really cool it looked like cell animation it was very cg but it um very very first episode looking Mm -hmm. loved it modern comic book looking yeah Uh yeah now Um, i want to see him kind of do a justice league uh animation with that style that would be great it been a good justice well, league series the first time in a few years this is gonna sound really really niche off, not off topic but i mean uh, from from both dc comics and marvel universe don't know what the reason is behind this but historically dc's animated features have dwarfed and embarrassed marvel's attempts at any kind of animated feature um, because there have been several feature film animated feature film uh, with for Batman, Justice League, Superman, um, like uh, the, it was it the Red Hood, um, the Batman film. Yeah. Flashpoint. Red Hood. Flashpoint. Was actually, um, the Red, the Batman of the Red Hood was outstanding. The Dark Knight uh, Returns, the two-parter. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, and that's... That a lot of, of that has to do with a guy named Jay Olivia. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's Oliva. Right. And he works closely, he worked closely with Zack Snyder on uh, Just the, uh, the, Justice the League as values, well. The, the and he's doing the a Norse values. mythology animation. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, of those films. Okay, and if, you know, if you can't think of an animated Marvel feature... Yeah, I tried no to watch some of those. Because and... there really aren't any, and the ones that they have attempted to do in the past are just terrible. Um, the yeah. is awful. It looks like Saturday Although they did from create movies. one of the uh, most famous, they have created one of the quintessential Wolverine uh, memes with him <laughs> sitting in bed looking at the picture in his outfit <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> yeah. uh, he's like laying in bed with his outfit on. It's like, okay there, uh, Logan. Great. Uh, but yeah, uh, Jay Oliva did um, a lot of my favorites. He did... Uh, Let's see. He did. Oh, now here's some Marvel ones we might check out because he was he worked on them. He did the Invincible Iron Man, uh, Doctor Strange, yeah. the Sorcerer Supreme, Next Adventures. Um, yeah. yeah, he did Flashpoint. Um, the Doctor Strange, Sorcerer Supreme animated feature was not bad, but the film with Benedict Cumberbatch just. It eclipses it. I mean, that's all it is. It's a it's an origin yeah. story for Doctor Strange, straight out uh, of the comics, and it's not bad. He it, it's incredibly similar to. Yeah, he film. did a lot of what he did was all the Justice League New Fifty Two cartoons right. movies that were so good. Um, well, a so, lot of them. But he also storyboarded Man of Steel. Oh. Batman v Superman and Zack Snyder's Justice League. He was the storyboard artist. Not that storyboard, but the actual, you know. Anyway, yeah. So what are we going to talk about now? Well, We are still on Marvel. Well, yeah. No, no, no. I I brought up um, watching the, potentially watching the um, um, the Hawkeye trailer. Mm -hmm. Um, I got that right here. There was a bit of news that I was going to mention this earlier, and we got off completely on a tangent, but there was this bit of news that came out, and correct me or remind me if we have talked about this, where it was released at one point that J.J. Abrams would be attached to co-write, direct a Superman movie, possibly penned by Ta-Nehisi Coates. And yeah, that's that the has, one where they're making... Out that he's, he's not. Has that been confirmed? I don't know, because here's gonna, the... One, they started the ideas they were pitching. It was immediately making people mad where they were like, this is one. They were saying it is going to be Kal-El, but we're going to cast a black actor. Mm -hmm. At which point then um, it came out that um, Michael B. Jordan is going to do um, Val Zod. Yeah, the the actual African-American Superman. Uh, there's two of them. I can't remember which one he said he was doing, uh, but he may or okay. may not be playing the title role, the lead role in it. So yeah, okay. that kind of overshadowed. Here's what: if they move on from Henry Cavill, it will be the biggest mistake that DC has ever done. That'd be like, I mean, Henry Cavill's had one solo movie. <laughs> If they don't make a Man of Steel 2, whether or not it's with Zack Snyder, if they don't bring back Henry Cavill, um, 
oh, we're going to be looking at another 10 years before we get another Superman movie. This is what, and I think I may have mentioned this previously. I apologize if this is kind of rehashing or rebooting um, as far as multiverse and potentially in Flashpoint, the possibility of getting a Brandon Ruth Superman making a brief appearance in that movie. Has that been rumored? I haven't heard that. You haven't read anything about that? Okay. Mm-hmm. Because be I thought I had come across something about that, but that's all right. As long right, as they don't bring back Dean Cain for like anything, I'm I'm happy. <laughs> Dean Cain can go away. <laughs> but um, yeah, so yes, let's talk about this Hawkeye show. Which at first, you know, I'm kind of reticent. I'm surprised the um, Jeremy Renner is one of those that tends to get in trouble. Um, I can't remember what it was. It was something with his ex negative press speaking of negative negative press let's just go ahead and bring it up but uh latita Wright is that how you pronounce her name is it latita or laita i can't remember shuri has apparently been on set of black panther 2 spreading all her anti-vax stuff so i would not be surprised if she is not the next black panther and that she's getting nothing but bad press so also I'm surprised at that, really. But, um, yeah, back on the good press. So this trailer dropped a while back, and I was like, I'll check it out. Because, like I said, the Hawkeye thing, I mean, they that they, you were talking about with Black Widow shooting the arrow pretty much just made Hawkeye the most worthless Avenger if she could do it. <laughs> Hawkeye really yeah. is always been, like, green arrow light to me. It's just not a character I got terribly excited about the green arrow is was interesting like he's the vigilante he's not you know he's the robin hood type and yeah i always felt like that was the superior archer in the comic books but i guess i'm more of a dc guy but that being said this trailer looks great with a very diehard feel to it before you play the trailer, I'm going to point this out. I know there's been some articles that have circulated around about this, and I have no idea how much of this material they're going to incorporate into this show. And I hate to spoil any of the plot for anybody, but there is a an excellent Hawkeye um, story published that, that came out in issues, but you can get the collected volume now. It's simply titled Hawkeye, Matt Fraction. Um, it's the guy that wrote the story, um, David Asia or Asia. Um, I think one of the main illustrators on this, but fantastically entertaining story. Um, I think it is or, based on something I read yeah. some sort of blurb from a director. Uh, that it's and, based and if on you something. haven't read it, um, I, I feel like I started it a couple of years back and didn't finish it and since got it back out and started to reread it. And I've just about finished it, but you know, it's about, I think they all all said and done with the complete collected uh, volume is it's like 500 pages, but the first like two thirds of it is amazingly entertaining um, about basically kind of what you're talking about, which is, you know, Hawkeye's like kind of vigilante, regular dude. What does he do when he's not saving the world with the Avengers? Right. Huh. What does he get? What does he get up to? And the kinds of things he's doing and, you know, he's kind of doing side jobs for shield and sort of taking down gangs, mobsters, right? Like, you know, Russian criminal gangs and getting into trouble 
And it, it really integrates this character, this Kate Bishop character, who's like one of the young Avengers um, cast of characters that they seem to be, they're going to slowly integrate and bring onto the scene over the next couple of years with Miss Marvel, Kate Bishop, um, who am I leaving out? Ironheart, right? The young mm-hmm. sort of Tony Stark protege. Um, oh my God. There's some others. Incels. <laughs> Um, stupid white men, uh, fanboy, or, uh, dude bros that Marvel yeah. posted the thing about the She-Hulk and someone scooped up all the dude bro comments complaining about w- why they're making the Hulk a woman, oh, not wow. knowing that She-Hulk is an actual freaking character has been for decades. Dude bros yeah. are everywhere now. The internet has given to the rise of the dude bro. I want to see Superman versus the dude bros. Let's let's just let's just let's just make that a comic or a cartoon or something. He took on the KKK. There's not much difference. All right, yeah. that was my semi-political statement, but it's not a lie. It's not a lie. All right, so dude bros. We need to get the dude bros out. All right, they're what, gonna say the same about the- thing about Ironheart. These are the same people that review bomb Captain Marvel. What yeah. what about the Hawkeye trailer? Let's look at Are it. You're gonna say you wanna save it, you wanna watch it? Let's watch it. Okay. Let's see I have uh, oh let's see if this is This oh, is the first Christmas we've had together in years. I love you guys. I'm making up for the <laughs> lost time. This is the musical. Authorities are wondering if the masked vigilante who terrorized the city's underworld is back. The past is caught up with me. Ronan. Should we be worried? No, mm-hmm. no, it's nothing. Turns out it's I'll gonna be, be Christmas. Christmas. I promise. It's the most I'm pretty sure they're introducing Echo. I have also heard that Kingpin is suit. the villain in this. I made a whole lot of enemies. You're a Hawkeye! Who the hell are you? Some people have actually called me. The world's greatest archer. Are you one of those people? It's the most wonderful. Hey, babe, I should be back in a day or two. Hang on a second. Things have gotten more complicated. That'll be our, our, our uh, copyright warning, so we, we, we will not be able to monetize this episode with our 60. <laughs> yes, that's like Die Hard, but the Kingpin thing I threw out there, and you mentioned some a character called Echo, and Echo is apparently featured alongside one certain character that, have, that fans have been campaigning to bring back into the MCU fold, for three years now, 
Daredevil. And Daredevil, and and if this is Kingpin, Vincent D'Onofrio, what a great guy. Oh, my God. One, that is going to blow away everything. Oh, how he not, I did not win awards for that. I do not understand. Um, Every season he was in was brilliant, especially that last season. It's great. Um, And Charlie Cox. Let's get that back. Let's get that in the MCU. Um, They listened to us. (laughs) So I think our first hint will be Hawkeye, which comes out next month. November. November 24th, yeah, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving weekend. This is the holiday hole right now. And I can't take off because I'm acting tech lead for the next six weeks because the tech lead, or five weeks because the tech lead had a baby and he's doing paternity leave. (laughs) So there's only two developers on our squad. But anyway, yeah, so that's going to be awesome. Uh, And you know what is happening in only 12 days? Dune. Dune. Yeah. So, well, <laughs> oh my God. I, I More am, trailers. Uh, list- of- I, I'm, I'm reading. I'm going to listen to the audiobook version. Um, probably mentioned this ages past on other episodes. I have a long commute. I listen to a lot of books. Um, realize it's not exactly the same thing as reading them, but um, read a lot of books on my commute. And so I'm. I'm you know the story already, or are you? Mostly. Um, All right. Stop about halfway so, through. <laughs> it's been a long, long, long time. Um, but uh, yeah. Anywho, yeah, I just finished um, the. Sure uh, we'll have lots to talk about that. Um, you know, and as we get close to these release dates, um, lots is about to come out. with um, you know the next Spider-Man, the Eternals. You know, we'll be seeing talking about that. Um, mm-hmm. Things coming down the pike. Um, lots to look forward to before the end of the year. I am going to rewatch the uh, the Snyder Watchman director's cut since I finished okay. that, and we need to break that down. Did I've you finish been it? Thinking you, of some things. Oh, yeah. Okay. So. Oh my God! Um, the comic within a comic was way grosser than the actual. Comic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was disturbing. I was like, "Why?" Right. And then they yeah. get nuked at that. <laughs> it's like, yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, so lots. Of, we'll, we'll 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 try to get Zach on to to talk about it with us. Let's just yeah. let's just make that happen. I'll just give a call. <laughs> have his, have my people call his. But um, right. yeah, so um, until next week, um, we will uh, be back and talk more about a, a lot of, yeah, yeah, Same let's do it. All right. Okay. So that is episode. Don't forget to like, subscribe. We've been getting some comments. Um, someone explained the Tesseract thing, which was really cool, um, on how... Uh, uh, they were able to power uh, Steve Rogers' suit when oh. in in the very first episode. After they had the Tesseract. Yeah. They just used the yeah, Tesseract. Yeah. That's right. So he didn't have to invent the uh, thing. Oh, yeah. and they left so many cliffhangers in What If. So yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Keep the comments coming, especially you know when we get stuff wrong. I, I uh, <laughs> misspoke on who Dave Batista's role is going to be in uh, Dune. Um, he's the Beast Raban. Which I can't okay. wait. Um, they've been showing more of. All right, I'm sorry. I'm really excited about Dune. So like, subscribe, leave comments, and we will be back next week. Cheerio.